get what's up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Zach and Jack Talk Cat Show. I'm Zach. And I'm Jack. That's right. We're back for number two. We appreciate everyone that listened. It was quite a bit more than we even expected, honestly. Yeah. Thank you to everybody that listened. And, um, Big shout out to all the people that sent us texts and uh, encouraging stuff. That uh, was great. Absolutely, Jack. How was your weekend, my man? Uh, it was great. Uh, I was actually in Lexington to move my sister around, so I had a good weekend. How was your weekend? It's pretty great. Uh, I was actually chilling with my younger brother Garrett. Uh, we were in Nashville Saturday celebrating his bachelor party. It was a bit of a good time. Um, nothing bad really <laughs> happened, so it was weird. Well, good. It was weird. Like it's just like they there's no dancing anymore. Like you you go to the bar and you sit at a table like you're at a restaurant or something. I don't know. It was just different, but it it was still a good time. Man, well, yeah. Hopefully these times uh, will be over pretty soon. So uh, I hope that's correct. Yeah. Well, hey, hey. Speaking of Nashville, those Kentucky boys will be there in a couple days. <laughs> That's right. That's right. In a couple of days, they will be there. Man, how do you feel about that? Well, I was glad to get the win this weekend, and they looked really good. Right. I was. I was also glad that Askew came off the bench, and so that kind of gives me some hope for this weekend, and maybe that could potentially be our lineup for however long we're left playing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I feel relatively good. I feel better than I have maybe the last week or two. Um, I don't know if we pull out a win, but at the same time, Calipari is never a, a guy that you count out. No. And uh, you've got some. You've got some guys on the team that have really turned it on lately. They've improved, and we're playing a little better. So who knows? Maybe we do make a. A little run. Have you seen the actual bracket? Uh, I have not. Well, of course. I mean, you know we're playing Mississippi State first. Yes, sir. Uh, we're eight seed. They're nine seed. Hope, hopefully that's a W. But then up next would be number one, Alabama. It's kind of crazy. On our side of the bracket, you got Kentucky, Alabama, Tennessee, and Florida. Mm-hmm. Those are usually the two. Some of those people are usually meeting in the championship, and you got them all on one side of that bracket. I don't know. Has Alabama beat us twice this year? They have, I, uh, if I remember correctly, one time was pretty close game. Maybe not yeah. a close score, but close down the stretch. Had a chance to maybe even stay with them. <clears throat> and then I think the the other game was uh, they they beat us pretty handily. I'm not scared of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they can beat us for a third time. Good luck um, to them. I mean, but. I, if I was them, if I put myself in Alabama shoes, if I'm an Alabama fan and I see how good that they have been all year, and then I, I see that they draw us for their, what I believe is their very first game of uh, the, the conference tournament. Correct. Then I'm kind of sour about that. If you're them, right? Right. That's yeah. What you're oh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I think we have a chance. And I, I think that we are better right now than we were either of the two times we played them. Mm-hmm. So I could see us getting a W there. 
Uh, I sure hope so because we got to get that W to get the rest of them to make it to the big dance. Yes, sir. Uh, but, but before we go further in this, I just want to give a, a little shout out back to uh, Trubs and Matlock. That was our intro song there, feeling well, actually, it's just called Lucky. That was Trubs on there. I got Trubs' permission to use that. That song was like from 2011, 2012, back when we were in college. But hey, we're, we're feeling lucky in Kentucky because these boys are about to go down there and win this thing. We uh, we will need to be lucky, yes. We're feeling man. We're feeling lucky. But yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to them out there for letting us use their music. Pretty good jam there. Yep. Thanks, boys. But yeah, so, so we beat Alabama. Then we're going to get the winner of likely Florida or Tennessee. Then we'll go on to the, how to do the you, championship. How do you feel about that Alabama game? I, I just don't think they can beat us three times, especially since I, I think it was the second one that we lost to them was, was the close one. But I don't remember. We could be wrong. We were wrong a lot last week. But um, That we were. What was that Matt Jones quote? Uh, facts are optional. Right. They sure are here, too. I'm looking at that other side of the bracket. You got 10 Georgia versus 7 Missouri. They'll meet Arkansas, which is number two. You got 11, South Carolina, 6, Ole Miss. They'll be meeting LSU, number three. Like, whoever comes out of that, I feel perfectly fine with. It's We just got to get through Alabama and Tennessee again and Florida again, even series there right now on the year. And I think we can do it, and we got to do it. Who are you picking out of those two? Who, who are you thinking it's going to be? If you beat Alabama, then – I mean, considering the season, I'd rather see Florida, I feel like. I got to give it to Tennessee. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a t- that's a coin flip for me. On one hand, you beat Tennessee the last time you played them, and I, I believe we pounded Florida the first time we played them, but then lost to them at the home. last time we played them. Yeah, at home. So actually, they they both beat us at home. Actually, man, we I I don't know exactly what the numbers are, but our our Rupp Arena win loss has to be t- the worst it's ever been. Got to be an all-time terrible record. It, ha- it has to be. And then it's likely Arkansas or LSU out of that other one. I don't, I don't see any of those other guys making it. And I feel good about it, man. We, we Our name has got to go up on Selection Sunday, or otherwise I'm just not going to be as happy watching it. Oh, no doubt. And, th- and two years in a row, mind you. All right. Thanks a lot, we- COVID. <laughs> I heard a good point the other day that if you don't – make the tournament this year this time next year we will still be left with the last game in the ncaa tournament being a loss to auburn to go to the final four yeah i mean so talk about just a sour taste and i guess if you're not winning it and you're a kentucky fan any loss in the ncaa tournament is a sour taste but that overtime going to the final four and then stirring on that for three years be terrible. That, that, could be, that could be brutal, man. No, I can't do it. No. So we're feeling lucky, guys, and we're going to go out there and win this SEC tournament. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, all right, we're going to move on from that segment there. Um, first game is Thursday at 11 Central. It's going to be weird about Nashville, too. Like, it used to be just when SEC tournament was a sea of blue. Like, you couldn't see nothing but Kentucky blue during this thing. And it, and it probably will be similar, but but I don't know. We, like, with COVID and with season not being that great, it's going to be weird. Like, I, I don't know what we're going to be seeing, you know? Yeah, I know. I don't know. With you being down there, you would know more than me, of course. But with people going down there, 
I, I think that they're not allowing any fans at the games. Is that correct? It's just like media and stuff like that. Is that right? No, I assume they were having fans there. Oh, oh, I don't know. I th- I thought they weren't, or, or you know, limited fans. I thought we were still. Well, on that it's, it's definitely it's definitely limited. It's not going to be a full slew of them. Okay, I don't. Well, so here we go again. Somebody's going to need to fact check me, but uh, you're definitely right. That there's no way it's the the same or what it should be or what it's been yeah. in the past. And I think we definitely have the upper hand probably 95% of the time in the SEC tournament because when you're in Nashville or Atlanta, either one, Cats fans travel well to both of those places. So that's a great advantage. One of my buddies brought up a good point, too, that kind of ties into that, and that is, and we were talking about this earlier with the home re- the home record, and that is the lack of fans and the lack of the fan interaction throughout the game yeah. and the effect that that has on the players, their mentality, the way they play, the way mm-hmm. they even might respond to something that's positive. You know, less you're, you're not getting the cheers as much or, you know, when a ref just calls a, a, a call that they think is borderline, you know, maybe they'll boo them and the players kind of put a chip on their shoulder. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just, I, I feel like that when, when you're talking about that uh, going into the SEC tournament, it is worth noting that I think you all year. And it I absolutely think a lot of people think that that's not like I've just invented the wheel over here, but it, it's, oh, no. I think that's worth noting for sure. It's worth noting, worth talking about. I mean, we could be looking at a totally different, record right now yes. i mean those 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 close losses at rup which don't often happen would have very well been wins i agree i agree and and if you really want to if this wants to be like the zach and jack give excuses uh podcast then <laughs> we've also not played one game this year with our full roster no we have not but you did you Keon brooks oh go ahead my my bad terrence clark Mm. When's the last time he played? Um, I, I'm gonna I, anything I'm given is a guess because I don't know, so I'm gonna say the Louisville game, uh, but that could be wrong. I don't know either. But did you see something today from him? I did not see it. I heard about it though. He uh, UK videos shared like something he put on Snapchat or the Gram one. I don't know. It said officially done being depressed and had like a the hard eyes smiley face. So I believe our boy might be back in playing this week. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. He's, he, he's got on UK shorts and uh, some sneakers. Officially done being depressed. So I think it means, I mean, he's coming to play. Man. So, well, I mean, do you think they'll play him? Because he hadn't been practicing. Has he been practicing? I don't guess he has, has he? I have no idea. I'm sorry, guys. Man, I don't. I, ho- I It gives you a little bit of optimism. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just. It's it's hard for me to see him coming in and just yeah. the team for, for the better having missed all that time and uh, getting your body back in playing shape. I would, mm-hmm. I would think that'd be tough, but but there again, I, these guys are amazing athletes, and I most of the time have no idea what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, back back to the SEC tournament. Though I just thank you, Google. Shout out to Google. I. Uh, I believe, according to Nashville Metro Public Public Health, the plan approved the arena to operate on 20% seating, which means about 3,400 fans. Okay. Uh, that, that place holds 
20,000 plus. So going to be a lot different than usual. Sure. Um, sure. But it's better than not playing at all like last year, I guess. And That's exactly right. And I, and to further that point, there was a time when we didn't know if we were going to even have a basketball season. And some people might argue that they wish they didn't. But I, for one, even though we've taken a lot of losses, I'm glad we got to watch sports this year. Oh, yeah. And uh, because we were absolutely miserable without it, or I was. So, yeah, for sure. And I don't know, 3,400 fans, it's going to be different, but hey, we, Kentucky travels well, so we'll, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, sir. Me too. Now we're going to discuss some X Cats again. Uh, last week, we, we had a pretty long segment about all the all the season endings since 2012 championship. You talked about John Wall and them briefly, but we, we didn't talk about them really, and they deserve to be talked about because those were our boys. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd like to talk about that that 2010 season, that first first year with Cal Perry, and then the following season with Brandon Knight and that gang as well? Well, if I'm going back in time, that when Tubby left and Billy G came in, we thought we had or I was, thought we had a good coach, and he disappointed. And anytime you fail or are a disappointment that sets you up to have an, a great comeback, I think that when they hired Cal, he kind of brought in this – swaggy attitude and he was pretty hot at Memphis coming off a national championship appearance and some really good teams and a a great player in Derrick Rose the ability to recruit and he had those guys John Wall and and DeMarcus I believe committed to Memphis that's right and when he came to Kentucky he brought them with him and from the moment we said go, I mean, it just changed everything. We were cool again overnight, and we had these rock stars, these guys in high school that were coming in that were just these crazy athletes. And it wasn't just that you had a crazy athlete. You had a team loaded full of mm-hmm. We went crazy. Everybody that was watching them went absolutely nuts. I'm sure that you all were doing the same thing. And – I can remember when they had that first loss. I believe it was South Carolina. My cousin Paul and I actually got into a little bit of a scuffle uh, that night after it happened. But anyway, because <laughs> like everybody more about so that. Te- oh man, I just that's it was just one of those things, you know. <laughs> everybody was just tense and and mad. I thought they could go undefeated. I really and obviously wasn't realistic because they. Yeah ended up losing to a West Virginia team just because they couldn't hit a three. But And they talked about that on KSR, uh, about if Jody Meeks had stayed to have been on that team. Yeah. You, that's your next level. Anyway, I I loved them, man. And I, I think everybody at some level has love for that team just because of their personalities. Not only were they truly great athletes, uh, I think they're good people. And they came in and they bonded with the fan base, and uh, we'll, we'll love them forever. For sure. Um, if if we were to ever do our top five Kentucky Wildcats of all time, especially under John Calipari, or at least under John Calipari, I guess I should say, Cousins and Wall might be in that top five for me. I mean, they were they were something else. They brought they brought that swagger and that greatness back to Kentucky that we had been missing. I agree, man. They've got to be in it. They're both of them are just great all around. 
who else we got from that squad there? We got a all Bledsoe, man, who's had a hell of an NBA career. Yeah, um, and I that dude just was the epitome of tough guards. Mm-hmm. And I know you remember that Louisville game and where they were on the floor elbowing within two minutes or whatever. Then who was it? There was somebody throughout that year that got into an argument with Bledsoe and Calipari. There's the famous clip of, of him saying, you mess with the wrong guy. Oh, man, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's been a long time ago, but. Uh yeah, Bledsoe was great on that team, and uh, Daniel Orton. Yeah, he's uh, he's one that went pro when he shouldn't have went pro. That that was the when we had the uh, five players in the first round. Who was the yeah. fifth one? Wall Bledsoe, Orton Cousins. Yeah, we're good fans here. Yeah, we are. My goodness, isn't this just great to listen to? Somebody out there <laughs> listening to this is screaming the name <laughs> at their phone or whatever they're listening to. It has escaped me. Anyway. Well, I got to know, man. I mean, yeah, but tell us. Are you sure we had five? Bro, I'm positive. Uh, Patrick didn't go that year, did he? Yes, that's who it was, Patrick Patterson. My goodness, because he was with Billy and Jody and all. He was yeah, on those yeah. teams. I thought My he came goodness. back for his senior year too, though. No, I think he was just a junior and left. Isn't that right? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, could, I would have said that a long time ago, but I just could have sworn he stayed four years. Or hell, well, maybe I he graduated going... in three years. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah, which I mean, Man, he still would have been, been eligible, but. Right. He's been in the league for a long time, too, hadn't he? Is he still in the league? Yeah. Uh, last I checked, he was on the Clippers. Uh, okay. I don't know, we, man, we rolling out some good Where's That Cats. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll, we're going to touch base on that in a little bit, guys. We'll be, we'll be switching that up a little bit. It's going to be fun. But, yeah, that, that was Patrick. Matter of fact, I'm going to go check out that NBA draft just to see how it played out. Because, I, I mean, five people in the draft, that'll never be done again. In the first round, wasn't it? Right. Five in the first yeah, round, yeah. never never again yeah. is that going to happen. And I could be wrong, Cal- but I, I don't think so. Calipari took so much heat for saying this is the greatest day in the program's history, and you've got all these people <laughs> that are still alive who have watched these amazing basketball teams yeah. and watched us get to 2,000 wins, and I've always loved that. Yeah, John Wall, number one, of course. Cousins went fifth. Uh, Let's see. Dan Patrick was next, number 14, to the Houston Rockets back then. Uh, Eric Bledsoe went 18th, and then our boy Daniel Orton went 29th. Now, that would be a very good where's that cat, because I really don't know about him. I I don't know that one either. But, yeah, man, that that team right there, man, that was – what an awesome team. We will touch base on about them more in the future on these podcasts because I love John Wall. Speaking of John Wall, John Wall shot when we were in Murray. Man, that was the go-to. Just wanted <laughs> yeah. to throw that in there. <laughs> that next squad, though, 2010-2011 year, his second team led by Sir Brandon Knight. I think he's still in the league. That was a good year. Oh, that was a great year. Great. Final four. And the road to get there, too, with that team and – Brandon Knight coming in after following in John Wall's footsteps and being 
a little less physically imposing and maybe not quite as killer instinct and quick with the ball, but Mm -hmm. a little bit better shooter and a a good defender and a really hard worker and a really smart basketball player and a great leader, man. I think that's the biggest thing for your point guard, especially when you get deep into that tournament. Do you have a guy that is going to will you to win? And And he was that. And that team had a lot of character and a lot of heart. I mean, look at Jorts. You got Josh Harrelson playing against Jared Sullinger. Uh, Ohio State, I believe, was the number one overall seed. Correct, not, and we beat them. Were they the number one overall? Yeah, yeah, they were. And we uh, oh. we were in the east side of that bracket. I remember I remember this bracket well. I'll tell you why in a minute. I want you to finish what you're saying. Go ahead. That team had such a great identity and, yet again, a great bonding with the fan base. Yeah. And those wins – and I can just remember – the. They made tough plays, and they were physical and played really good defense. I think DeAndre Liggins was on that team, too. Yes, sir. And and just locked people down. And uh, do, do you remember George throwing that ball off Jared Sullinger? No, I don't. I oh, would if I saw it. I I just remember that he he threw he, – the ball was, I think, going out of bounds, or he was falling out of bounds. And had oh, the ball yes. Just, through just nailed Jared Sullinger with it, and when I saw that, I thought to myself, it, "It's a wrap. Yeah, this is in the bag." They they were great, man. George, that's what Josh we, Josh Harrelson is George. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, shout sir. out shout out to him, man. He's a he's an NBA champion. He didn't play, but he won a he won the title with the Miami Heat in 2012. He was on the roster. I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't either. Honestly, I was looking up some stuff on that not that long ago. Uh, because Anthony Davis was the – I don't know if you realize this, but he was the first Kentucky Wildcat under Cal Perry to win the NBA championship. Really? Yeah. So, Pretty, what does that – well, then what does that mean about Harrelson? Uh, he was brought They're in by – They're not counting him? Well, I, I don't count him because he was brought in by Billy G. Oh, true. Okay. Yeah. So you're do- talking true Calipari guys, yeah. not just guys he was left with. I'm with you. Yeah, true Cal's cats. But, yeah, man, um, another one you just named a minute ago, DeAndre Liggins, man. I mean, the, him him, and Darius Miller probably wouldn't make my top five. And this this would be all time, I guess, because they were in – They uh, Billy brought them in. But wouldn't make my top five, but i definitely give them honorable mention, man. I love those guys. Yep, I agree. Both great guys. And, of course, Darius being from Kentucky and mm-hmm. winning Mr. Basketball, that's that plays in, too. So, both great picks. Hey, Jack, guess what? What, man? We've been talking about a lot of ex-cats here. So, it's time for what last week was, where's that cat? And, by the way, if anybody was confused, uh, I asked Jack last week if he heard that sound. And... I meant to put like a little meow sound in there, but I forgot to. There's going to be a Where's That Cat segment, just something fun we're going to do. And we're still going to do it, but we're changing it up a little bit. Um, I listen to the Dan Lebitard show a lot, also the uh, Dan Patrick show. And in these shows, they have a stat of the day thing they do. They each got a little song they do. It's called Stat of the Day. I thought, well, my God, we ought to turn Where's That Cat into the Cat of the Day. And I guess, you know, we'll maybe it depends on what the date is. We may look back on a, a day that cat did something great. But yeah, here we go. First round of it. Cat of the day. Are you guys ready? Here we go. Cat of the day. Cat of the day. 
It is the cat of the day. Cat of the day, cat of the day. It is the cat of the day. Cat of the day. All right. <laughs> oh, that was great, man. Here we go. Cat of the day. Week two, or episode two. Devin Booker. D-Book. D-Book. Now, I'm, I'm bringing in D-Book because we talked about him a little bit last week and we said we should do oh, this on him. Here we go. And here we go. Had some great times. No, we ain't getting there yet. We ain't getting there yet. Okay. Uh, no, we got to talk about our boy D-Book right now. Like, he, he's he's a baller, man. He's a pro now. He was an excellent Kentucky Wildcat. You got anything to say about D-Book? We all love the dude. He was on one of the greatest teams of all time. He was a great shooter. He wasn't always great while he was at Kentucky, but he I remember him as being great because he found yeah. his groove later in the season and finished well and has been a good NBA player. He even developed his defense some, and I think now that he's in the pros, he's, he's kind of gotten a little chip on his shoulder, a little attitude, and I mm-hmm. like that out of him. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I got it. We got to do this. The top five thing. One of these episodes, we got to do our top five cats all time. We're under Calipari, whatever. I agree. Um, I don't know if Book would make it, but he maybe he'd be an honorable mention. Maybe he would make it. I got to look back at it. It's, that's why we can't do that this week. I I still got a ticket from the uh, when we played Texas that year. My wife's from Texas, so she thought she'd be cool and wear a Texas shirt shirt there and whatever. But we won because that's what we do. Because we almost went 40-0 that year, so we won. And also, remember, uh, oh, West Virginia in that tournament talked a lot of crap about us being 38-1, and or maybe it was 37-1, and I can't remember. But then, like, after the game, um, it it would have been 37-1 and if, if uh, Washington – not Washington, what the hell? It would have been 37-1 and if Notre Dame beat us. But correct, we we beat them, and afterwards Booker tweeted thirty eight and one, but like not O N E, he did W O N. Man, that was, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, it was. We beat West Virginia like they stole something. Mm-hmm. But, oh shit! Did I say West Virginia? You said West Virginia to start, I believe. Then you finished on Notre Dame, which is Notre who we Dame. played next. No, it was but, Notre Dame that this happened with. Oh, okay. All right. But I don't West know Virginia we, did talk a lot of trash also. Everybody was talking trash to us. That we beat because, West Virginia in that tournament? Yes, sir. Beat them like they stole something. Like, I don't remember. We played them is what I'm saying. I believe so, unless I've just gone off the reservation here. I, I think that's right. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to edit this part right here or not, but – what I meant to be saying was the Notre Dame game that he did that at. <laughs> oh, it's all right, man. It's it's good. We're good. Yeah, that's that's our boy D Book. He's the cat of the day, uh, just because we you know we love him. And um, I, not to throw you under the bus or anything, Jack, but last week you had your little take about him needing a supporting cast uh, there. I knew um, it was coming. Today the NBA released their power rankings. Um, let's see here what they got here. Number one. The Brooklyn Nets. This is all NBA teams. This is the power rankings from okay. one to thirty. I'm only going to give you two though. Number one, Brooklyn Nets. Number two, Phoenix Suns. Okay. Well, I guess I'm. 
<laughs> that basically proves I'm not the authority on anything uh, NBA related. <laughs> no, you're good. I just go ahead and this. It's funny. I would say we're probably going to see the Lakers coming out of the West at the end of this whole thing. So it's it's okay what you said. Okay, guys, we're going to have to move on to the next segment. Uh, backtracking it again to last week, we talked about the New York Knicks quite a bit. One thing we didn't talk about, though, is our man Kenny Payne is there. Yep. We can talk about a lot about this. <clears throat> now, number one, backtracking to this current season, do you, do you think if Kenny Payne was here, we might see a lot different season two? I definitely do. And I don't think that that's even necessarily something that makes Kenny Payne like this super coach or somehow makes Bruiser Flint this inferior replacement. Yeah. I think that I'm saying it in the context of it would have been one less thing that was different this oh, yeah, year for sure. than last year. And so and and on top of that, he we all know that he was a great coach. He related to these guys. He could level with them and speak to them as this big caring man who had been there before and been through the rigors and seen greatness at Kentucky and wanted to push people towards that. So yes, I think that that would have definitely made a difference. Yeah. Just another one of those things where you just, you don't know for sure, but like you just said there, man, add that to the list of things that are different. It's crazy. Exactly. But I, I'm glad that uh, <clears throat> I'm glad that uh, they've had some success or, or he has had some success in New York. I did see one thing today that NBA.com put out that Emmanuel quickly was um, the third ranked performer for the year out of all the uh, rookies. So uh, if you're talking about maybe somebody like B.J. Boston potentially coming back after this year. Uh, if you look at somebody like Emmanuel Quickly, a dude that hung around for a few years and then left and yep. has had great success, even though maybe he wasn't as highly ranked as some of the other people that are rookies, I think that says a lot. Yeah. So that's a little off track from KP. but Maybe it's not, though. Should we talk about that? Like, Do you think Boston's going? Um. I, I don't know. I, I I could see a scenario where he stays, but it's so much about what that individual needs yeah. slash wants and what they expect out of themselves. And I don't know, man, if, if he is a kid that says, I want to be a lottery pick, I want that money. I want because there's a big difference in people that are getting drafted 10th versus at the the last pick in the first round. Oh, yeah. And Calipari says it all the time that these NBA teams are honest with these guys that come and do these workouts and stuff. They will tell them, okay, you're a second round pick and this is why. No disrespect. These are the things that you're not quite as good as you need to be to be successful in the league. This is what you need to work on. If he's a kid that says, okay, I really want to be a lottery pick. I want to lock this in. Or even, oh, no, I'm not satisfied with what I did at Kentucky, with what we accomplished or didn't accomplish. Then, yes, I can see him coming back. 
But if he's a kid that says, I have lived my whole life to go to Kentucky and that was kind of taken from me a little bit because we didn't get the Kentucky experience because of COVID. And my dream is to go to the NBA and a team tells me that they'll guarantee me a first round. I'll get a contract out of it because I'm good enough and I've got potential and I'll make my own way either way. Then I could see a situation or scenario where he leaves. So, I, I think that that he is on the fence, and I guess that's an improvement if you're somebody that wants him to come back versus what I would have said a week ago, which is he's gone. Yeah. So, and Calipari coming out and saying, look, you know, there are people having these conversations, blah, blah, blah. I, I think that that is definitely because – some of these people are not maybe as set in stone on the NBA as they once were. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid heck I say Jackson's been balling, man. I'm afraid we might lose him, but I don't I'm not afraid He's of gone, I baby. feel like feel like BJ may come back. Yeah, Isaiah is gone, boy. He he's out of here. Yeah, it and sucks. I I mean he it does, but I guess the thing that I hate the most is that we weren't able to really put it together to showcase what these guys are truly capable of. I know, I know. Because that that dude right there has great instincts. He blocks shots. Uh, He has great athleticism. Uh, He plays good good defense. He think about how much better he's gotten since Christmas. Mm -hmm. Just about being able to stay in the ball game. Just but not from not fouling out. Yeah, he certainly has gotten much better, and maybe that's going to help us this week and this weekend, and we're going to run that table at the SEC tournament. I sure hope so. Oh, I guess we have much more to say about Kenny Payne, but we we miss him and we're all so happy for him. Just hated that we didn't yeah. mention him last week. Yep. And I also hate to backtrack like this, but I, I think earlier I said – Something about that bracket from 2011 with Brandon Knight. I said I'll talk about that in a minute. I think I said that. I never talked about it, though. And the reason I remembered Kentucky beating Ohio State in that bracket as the number one seed Ohio State was because I also picked Kentucky to go to the Final Four but get beat by UConn, and I picked UConn as a national champion. So I don't know if that says I'm a bad fan, but I just remember that year because for some reason I picked Kentucky in the Final Four and UConn going over them and winning the ship. I don't know why I thought I should go back to that, but I just didn't remember going back to it earlier. So I'm glad you did. I don't think it makes you a bad fan at all. I think the ability to be realistic about the situation speaks to you being able to say, okay, this is if, – if we're looking at the glass, the third person removing ourselves from the situation, that's, that's impressive. Oh, yeah. Especially – I think it's more impressive too – um, and I know that that team had Kimba, and, and he is obviously a great player. Mm-hmm. But I think it's even more impressive, too, when you pick them and it's not your team. Oh, yeah. Because pr- presumably you haven't watched them play every game, um, but you're, you're, inform- you're well enough informed to know, look, these guys are good. They're going to they're gonna take off and do something regardless of who they play. And you were right. Yep. Not many years I can say that. I believe 2011 and 2012, back-to-back years, I picked the champion. 
2012 is uh, the only year for me. <laughs> Always picking Kentucky, yeah. Uh. Yes, sir. Hey, I think I did that every other year too, but for some, for some <laughs> reason that one, I was feeling UConn. Well, the show's not over, folks. Today's a special day. Yes, it is. What day is it, Janet? Today is International Women's Day, Zach. That's right. Yep. And we hated to not bring in some women's sports from Kentucky into this podcast. So we got to talk about them, man. Um, Kentucky, I'll start this one off. The Kentucky uh, Wildcats women's basketball team. Decent year going. Uh, Unfortunately, did not win that SEC tournament, but they'll they'll for sure be in the uh, NCAA tournament. And we got to give a shout out to Ryan Howard. Hope I'm saying her first name right. But yeah, SEC Player of the Year was that was that's back to back seasons, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. It was. Shout out to her. She is. She is. She's great, and um, she has another year left. She can come back, and she can come back, and they can be really good. They can return all of that team, I guess, because of the COVID. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and and being able to basically call a mulligan on this year, so they could be really good next year. And I think that they. If we're being objective, they did not meet our most of the people that follow them closely their expectations. Yeah. Um, but I think that in a lot of ways, we know that COVID obviously throws its curveballs. But then their head coach having uh, to have brain surgery and then ultimately having to stop coaching because of his uh, condition. Yeah. And then having your assistant step in and her going through all of the learning curves of becoming a head coach and the responsibilities and everything. I'm just glad they've kept it together and, and that they have put together the wins that they did and that Ryan Howard was able to, to put together another great season because she is truly uh, a gifted player and we're lucky to have her. For sure. I don't follow the women's as close as the men's obviously, but yeah, it like it's that, a situation where you do think she'll go pro or she'll come back. I, I just don't know. I, I, I don't have any insight, of course, but I look at it. M- maybe this is not how she would look at it or, and maybe this is not how it is really, but I look at it from a standpoint of, okay, you you can go pro, but can't you go pro next year? So presumably yeah. she's working on a degree uh, and she would get to finish that. And I, I would, if it was me, if we're talking about me personally, I would hate to leave on that note of COVID, of saying, oh, I didn't get to enjoy this season that was supposed to be all these things and have these packed sellout crowds for Kentucky women's basketball and maybe make a deep run and be really special. I, I just feel like they could have a really good story if she comes back. And they really have a shot at, at being one of the best teams probably that Kentucky women's basketball has ever had. Well, heck yeah. I hope that happens then. Me too, man. Me too. Well, let's keep it on the women's sports at Ken- University of Kentucky. Boy, they, they're doing some good stuff this year. Yes, shout sir. They're carrying us. Shout out to the softball team. <laughs> they're awesome. They have not lost a game. <laughs> they have not. Nineteen and zero is in that what they are now? I believe it is. 
Last I checked. And, uh, and ranked like number 10 in the nation, I think. And they, if I'm correct, if, if I'm thinking, if I'm remembering correctly, they just finished with that 19th win, their um, out-of-conference schedule, non-conference schedule. And so now they will enter what I, I, I don't know for sure, but is presumably a good conference with all these SEC schools from the South. Yeah. Uh, Florida and and LSU and all these other teams that uh, I would think would be good. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you said Kentucky uh, was ten. Is that what you said? I, I believe so. Yeah, I, I, I believe I looked that's up. what I saw. I, let me say you're correct, sir. Well, and that yeah. Look at here, Alabama number three, Florida number five. Yeah, you ain't lying mm. about that SEC man. LSU number thirteen. Um, I believe we might have gave the girls a few more wins. It says says here they're fourteen and all. Maybe. That's just not updated, but oh, okay. well, that ain't updated. That's through March 1st. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think they're up to 19-0. and 0. Heck yeah. And evidently, they, they've got some really good ball players to go 19-0, and 0. but even more than that, I was reading a summary from some of their games over this last weekend, and that they had multiple players with home runs and multi-run home runs and uh, so that they've, I t- I'll say this: they're coming into some, the Southeastern Conference with uh, a, a lot of good momentum, and oh, they're yeah. going to need it. But I can't wait to see what happens there. Shout out to senior Mallory Payton, who had two multi-run home runs in that last man. game, I believe, crushing it. I mean, but man, we SEC softball might be the greatest conference there is. I, I said last LSU at 13, but they also got South Carolina 17, Missouri 18, Georgia 19, Arkansas 20, Tennessee and Auburn at 24 and 25. My goodness. ACC that is, is a gauntlet. ACC <laughs> is where it's at in softball. That is going – I don't know what their schedule is, but my goodness. That is going to be – well. We're going to see what they're made of, Zach. Yeah, they, they're going to get some of their best wins, I believe, with the with their yes, sir. conference. Yes, sir. Well, let's keep it going, brother. We got we got volleyball too. I, yeah. these, these girls are doing it, man. Now these they gir- they, they are carrying us. Our boys got to get it together. Yeah, they do. They do. They're getting owned right now. Yeah, which is okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is okay. The volleyball team, uh, I think they're top three in the nation. I think they're ranked three, and I don't know how many games they've won. but Fourteen. Mm. Guess how many they lost. I'm guessing zero. That's right. Man. And what what was the stat? They, I think that they, in their uh, matches, they are obviously undefeated, but their sets uh, – They've won 33 consecutive sets, isn't that right? That's the correct number. I mean, my goodness. And I I know very little about volleyball. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm sorry for the cough. It's okay, man. (laughs) But it seems like they've got some killers on there. Yeah. If you're going going 33 sets without getting beat, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Man, (laughs) you're right. They're number three. Uh, looking at other SEC teams, you got Florida at seven, 
That's all I can see right now. Okay. So yeah, like I think Kentucky usually does have a pretty good volleyball team. I'm, my sister was a solid volleyball player in high school, so I, I know she went to a few games. Nice. Speaking of a uh, international women's day, shout out to my sister there. Yeah, but, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, <laughs> and do a little something on International Women's Day if you don't mind. Okay. <laughs> I, I mentioned earlier that uh, I was in Lexington last weekend. And that was actually to move my sister from her apartment complex into her new sorority house. Oh, so she goes to and, Kentucky. Uh, yes. So more she more family history cat. you messed up. Yeah. I I have brushed up on the family history. I was scolded <laughs> while I was in Lexington. Oh, Mary Glenn, this is it. You're the cat of the family. And uh, she's been to more games by far than I've been to. And cheers just as hard and is probably even more crazy and into it than I am. So yeah. that's saying something, and she's she's a good fan for sure. And she's just one of the one of the ladies that is in my life. I mean, we're talking about women's sports, but on the International Women's Day, uh, we're focusing on all the the positives of of women in the world, their accomplishments. And the strong women in our families, mm-hmm. and and I I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the strong women in my family, and go ahead. That's my grandmothers and um, my mom and my sister, of course, that I just named, and and uh, my wife, who's uh, double. Uh, she doubles as my personal veterinarian, <laughs> and uh, she didn't she didn't listen to the first show. Oh. Uh, of course, it makes sense. Uh, you know, why would she You'd click on something that makes her have to listen to even more of me? Uh, you know, she isn't going to do that because I'm, I'm talking her head off yeah. at all times anyway. But anyway, I did force her to listen to about five minutes of it, uh, after which she she told me that I talked too slow. So there's 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 that. That's happy uh, National Women's Day. <laughs> oh, that's. International uh, Women's Day. Sorry, that's, not, that's funny that <laughs> that's funny. Your wife critiqued you like that because we did get a lot of good feedback. But my wife, of course, told me that I used the word "dabble" too much, which I thought was funny. And I haven't used this episode because I even remembered last week when I was I said it like the second or third time. I was like, I was like, have I said that word "dabble" too many times? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, but I mean, I, the, I think I used it correctly, but maybe I shouldn't use it. Whatever. But yeah, yeah. Shout out to my beautiful wife. She's my uh, occupational therapist. That's what she's doing for a living. Not really mine, but nice. but yeah. So shout out to her. Uh, shout out to the other lovely lady of my life, which would be my daughter Harper Jane. Uh, she is my everything. And then I'll give a shout out to my mom and. In December of last year, she was named Circuit County Clerk at her respected county. Nice. Shout out Hidman County there, I guess. Man. Yeah, man, shout out. Big time. Yeah. I already shouted out my sister and her volleyball skills. And, and shout out to my grandparents for getting me into the my, – my grandmothers, that is, for getting me into the Kentucky fandom. Man, I got to give a shout out to my stepmom. Uh, she's retired now. And a shout out to my stepsister who lives in Oklahoma. Yeah, that's 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 my shout outs to my family on International Women's Day. 
little family background there. It's oh yeah, good. yeah. We, we'll probably need to give a background on some kind of background on us every every episode here, hoping we get some listeners that don't really know us and stay with us. Yep. Yep. All right, brother. Yeah, I I guess that's about to wrap up this show here. I guess we will end this with we are hoping for an SEC tournament victory this weekend. Yes, sir. I hope we can pull one out. And if we do, that means we're gonna be picking we're gonna be picking at least a, a couple Kentucky wins in the bracket, I assume. We'll see how that yeah. goes. Yes, sir. All right, it's been good, man. It's this been great. Is a toast for Kentucky at last. Come on. Kentucky.